Podcast. This is Nick Radicanu, as always, here with Mr. Pat James and Ryan Hodge. You can follow Pat at, at Pat James DFS and Ryan simply at Ryan Hodge. All right, boys, how you doing? Doing good, man. How are you, Nick? I'm doing well. Not as well as yourself after uh, qualifying, or no, would you cash to a qualifier, whatever the terminology is last night? Yeah, uh, punch tell, tell us a little bit about that, money bags. Uh, yeah, it was just uh, for the DraftKings King of the Beach qualifier, which is basically you just, I get to play with 180 guys now in a, in a in a tournament that you can only qualify for, so you can't buy into it, which makes it kind of nice. And then uh, we get to play for, I think it's like a million-dollar purse, and like uh, first place takes home 100 k so should be pretty fun. And all 180 get money, right? Yeah, yeah, all 180 are guaranteed. Uh, I think last place, 180th, is uh, $1,500. Bucks. So it's, I mean, yeah, not not too bad. I'm, I was, It was a fun, fun sweat, that's for sure. I've never had a sweat like that with half a point on a Thursday night football, San Diego Chargers, uh, <laughs> not recovering an onside kick sweat before. So it was fun. I'm pumped for you, man. You deserve it. And, uh, you know, just hope you... Hope you hope you cash it, and uh, you know we were talking earlier. It's like that's going to be the worst yet best week ever because you're just going to be changing your yeah. lineup nine billion times. I that's one of the times where I, I honestly might just stick it and and just like throw my computer away. It might be worth it to just yeah. throw my electronics away <laughs> and like not not look at them, you know, all Sunday. Well, we can do a podcast and talk it through nine thousand times, and I'm sure you'll change it after that. Sure does. My God, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't want to influence one play at <laughs> Ryan's right? lineup. Right? For real. <laughs> I, don't even ask me. Don't ask me any advice for any advice. I don't want to hear it. I know. it's Yeah. <laughs> I congratulated Ryan this morning. Some guy wrote back and was like, oh, cool, you qualified for whatever. And I'm like, yeah, okay, man. That, that Cool life, you know, shitting on that and being giving somebody a hard time about right. that. Yeah, so I saw somebody said, oh, great payout, 7000 and then Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's so funny when people just, they don't want to take, it, it's fine that they don't understand, but how can you just sit there and talk shit on something, on anything in life in general? Sorry, going into a life spiel here on no, the fantasy football podcast like take 30 seconds to educate yourself on something before you start opening your mouth about it it's so frustrating do something Anyways. better with your time more so <laughs> and then his, Anyways, his, yeah. his last his last tweet was oh well my state doesn't allow dfs so i don't care about it <laughs> cool get out of my time awesome. Awesome. what a guy anyways let's talk some dfs actually um so let's just do our normal and kind of go position by position and you know no gimmicks or anything like that just break everything down mostly cash games we'll start with and then uh, we can go through some GPP late plays later. So let's just start at quarterback. Pat, you've written a ton about this up on the website this week. Uh, let's let's see who you got at quarterback is more of like your must play cash game guys. Uh, yeah, and I mean the the way I'm approaching quarterback this week is uh, running back up top is really really uh, juicy. So I was looking for someone in the, the cheaper range for QB, um, and I settled on Hoyer. Uh, I'm not 100% on him. Uh, I don't feel I don't feel great just because I feel like it could be a week where... Well, he's Brian Hoyer. Right, exactly. And it could be a week where Jordan Howard uh, 
steps in and, and gets like the variance goal line, like they could have a couple pass interferences in the end zone or whatever. But that being said, I think he's probably your best bet under 6K if you're going to try and go heavy elsewhere. Uh, he's had three 300-yard games in a row. Meredith is coming on. He's a huge target. He has a bunch of weapons aside from him. I mean, Zach Miller's stepped up. Alshon's there, even though they're kind of not using him. Howard's catching passes out of the backfield. Eddie Royal's moving the sticks uh, in the middle of the field. So the Bears definitely are going to be able to throw on the Jaguars. The Jags' pass defense isn't um, near the bottom of the league by any means, but they're definitely beatable. Um, for some reason, it's a weird statistic here. They, they've only given up 198 uh, yards on average per game. However, they're like 25th in fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. And, I mean, I guess it's just in the red zone um, teams throw on them. Uh, and that's what it seems to me. Teams aren't really um, – like Rodgers only had 100 and some yards, but he had multiple touchdowns, and that's kind of how everybody's gone at them. Um, not a ton of yardage, uh, but they they do get uh, the passing touchdowns. And I think that might even be, I was kind of looking back on it, uh, the Jags throw the ball a ton, and they get a lot of three and outs. They back themselves up. And I think a lot of times uh, teams are going to have short fields. So the yardage isn't always there, but the opportunity to score is. So I like Hoyer this week if you're paying up elsewhere. All right, Ryan, who else you got for us, the quarterback? Uh, that's actually a really good take on the short yardage uh, myth of the uh, of of why you're not seeing a lot of teams accumulate the yards of the quarterback position against the Jags. That's really hot there, Pat. Could, I'm kind of excited about that. Too. I mean, let's blame the kickers also. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll actually stay right in that same price range, and I think that Alex Smith is is a really nice play against the uh, the Raiders. They are giving up. Uh, I forget exactly what it is, but it's like a 64, 65% catch percent to opposing teams with wide receivers. So quarterbacks are just being super efficient and, um, and they're giving up 1.4 TDs per game to opposing teams, wide receivers. So obviously that correlates directly with a quarterback and they're 31st worst in uh, our good buddies over at four for four.com. They have a, a metric that is called AFPA should basically just like a DVP metric, but they're 31st worse than that, and they're bottom of the the tier and and past DVOA for uh, football outsiders too. So I I really like Alex Smith this week, uh, especially with getting Jamal Charles back in the backfield. He could definitely um, take one of those fun screen you know screen plays that we see for uh, for 40 yards to the house. I, I definitely don't think that's out of the question. Yeah, I, I think that's a good pick. Um... All right, let's. So I know you guys probably aren't doing this, but Kat, Pat, you wrote about this a little bit, and uh, wanted to get you both your opinions. So, Pat, let's start with you. If you are paying up a quarterback this week, who do you look at? Because there's a couple of nice matchups with guys like Cam, uh, as you wrote, angry Tom Brady, uh, Drew Brees, even so at, at home. So, you know, is there anybody if you do pay up that you're targeting? Yeah, I think it has to be, uh, and he's he's probably going to be my most owned tournament play, but he's definitely safe in cash if that's how you want to structure your roster that way, and I think it's Breeze. Uh, the Panthers are right now 21st in points allowed, uh, fantasy points allowed to, to quarterbacks. 
on PFF, their cornerbacks haven't graded any better than 45th. So their best cornerback, who I believe it's Bradbury right now, is the 45th best cornerback in the league grade out wise uh, after six games or five games. So they're really struggling. Their slot, their slot corners are atrocious. Um, Breeze is at home. <laughs> the implied total is huge. It's the only game over 50. I think it's sitting at 52 and a half right now. Um, their defense is terrible. So you know that Cam and the Panthers are going to put up points. So I think Breeze is a really safe bet. He's pretty much a lock to get you 300 yards. So on DraftKings, that bonus is huge. Um, but even on FanDuel, 300 yards and, and three touchdowns, I would think, is a reasonable projection for him. And that's going to put you right at, at uh, 3x for him. And I think, I mean, he, he even has a ceiling to go much higher than that. Ryan, you agree with that if you're paying up or you look somewhere else for the, like no, Brady? I was kind of hoping that um, Pat would take somebody else other than, than Breeze because I think, I think Breeze is the play there. Um, that line dropped just a little bit there's a little bit of negative line movement um just by about half a point but it's still a very big over under uh sitting at 53 it's I, I believe it's the only one sitting at over 50 on the week so it's definitely a game you want to target and then pat said it too it's i mean we all know what breezes homes you know home and road splits are is 300 at home and like two and a half passing tds at home versus on the road it's it's like 1.8 passing tds or something ridiculous so he's also he's also averaging like 340 yards at home he's basically yeah, it's, it's he's ridiculous. averaging like 27 fantasy points at home it's crazy and they they said that you know caroline is going to do whatever it takes to win this game i don't necessarily think that means that they're going to limit cam, but I don't think that they have as many designed runs, you know, at the five for him. Like clearly he's having an issue with concussions at the goal line. Like I think that's where two, uh, you know, he's had two or at least a few of his big hits have been right there on the goal line. So it, that, that takes away his upside just a little bit when you're looking for multi rushing TDs out of cam, that's what's going to win you a tournament. Right. So Cam's totally fine. He he really is. I think he's great. And if you're splitting tournament, I think uh, I think Pat, you tweeted that out too, right? Like just split oh, with right, Cam yeah. and Breeze and call it a day. <laughs> like it, it's really so easy. And then and I think somebody is, said in one Alex Smith or maybe Pat did. I can't remember. No, yeah. Pat, somebody, yeah. somebody said somebody said, "What if I'm playing an uh, an autumn on a lineup? One forty nine out of one fifty. Yeah. 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 Um, I think it was Ryan uh, Forbes. But uh, yeah, if. Uh, What's really neat about splitting Cam and Breeze for tournaments is it's going to get you on such a different roster construction than mm-hmm. a lot of the field to begin with. Yep. You're going to have to find value running backs who we'll touch on later. And um, so I, I really like uh, that call, Pat, with, with going Cam and Breeze, splitting them a lot. I was so on like earlier in the week. Not not that his price was great, but I was like, man, Russell Wilson coming off the bye. Maybe he's healthy. He looked good last time. He's got the Falcons at home. And it looks like there's a hurricane going through Seattle. So yeah. he wasn't greatly priced, but I, I kind of liked that matchup, maybe even in a tournament, just because I haven't actually seen a lot of people talking about him this week. So um, maybe I just haven't been paying attention. But uh, anyways, that one looks like it's out of out of play this weekend with the weather in Seattle. Um, let's move to running back. And, and Ryan, we'll start with you this time. Is there anybody – there's a lot of top-end guys this week. Um, is there anybody you're making sure you work into your lineup? Yeah, I think you're seeing a lot of talk about this just around the industry as a whole. Um, but paying up for running back is clearly the way to go in cash this week. It just there's 
I actually like some of the value running backs, and but I think in cash, it just makes more sense to go with a guy like LaShawn McCoy um, or Le'Veon. You know, I, I also don't think you can really fade Le'Veon Bell in cash this week, but the it, it's really hard to fade Buffalo. They're a huge home favorite. I think they're like seven and a half point home favorites. Um, they have an implied team total sitting at just over 26 points. And when a team has an implied team total that's just over 23. I think it's sitting, I think it's 23 and a half points over the last five years. The running back has found the end zone 60% of the time. I actually think it's like 58%, but whatever. And, um, so I, I think it's really hard to fade LaShawn McCoy, especially with the, uh, the bills being so run heavy. So, uh, that's where I'm going with cash Lev bell, obvious, but I think McCoy is like such a lock for me. Yeah. I mean, he's, McCoy is just a huge part of their offense. I think he's at something like 20 touches per game right now, which is which is averaging 20 touches, which is nuts. Um, that's what happens when you have Woods and Good Goodwin as your main wide receivers, I suppose. Pat, you with uh, you with Ryan on McCoy? Or are you looking maybe upwards at Bell? I've seen Murray thrown out a lot. Um, yeah, yeah maybe I mean, Kristen Michael, his mother was a mutter, and he's a mutter. Um, <laughs> yeah, right, in, in the hurricane up there. Uh, yeah, I'm. I actually have tinkered around with getting all three of those guys in a cash lineup: Bell, McCoy, and Murray, and it's definitely doable. I tried uh, it yesterday. It was it's it's ugly, no, good. ugly ish, but it's okay. And, like, yeah, that, that's the thing. I mean, like you have to um, after uh, you put those three in, you get a defense, a tight uh, like a cheaper tight end in Hoyer, Alex Smith. You're left with about like five k amongst three wide receivers so it's tough like you have to like dip into the to the fours and the threes um your top guy is like 5600 basically yeah yeah i actually was i'm uh literally like laying out my whole cash lineup here but i had uh fuller will fuller in um and he's like a real i mean i i'm he's pretty risky his home and his home and away splits are are pretty rough but they're home so i'm hoping that uh the terrible coach cold secondary or give him like a get right game um and i'm, I'm kind of fine with fuller and cash but on to murray who i'll talk about i think he's uh, i mean he's seen over he's seen 52 touches in the last two weeks he's over 20 DraftKings points all uh every game he's played so far this season he's cheaper than bell obviously he's more expensive than McCoy, but I mean the Browns are just absolutely terrible against the run. Their their schedule adjusted twenty twenty third uh, against the run. Murray has a floor of a hundred yards and a touchdown and there and a few catches, and that's gonna smash value. Um, so I think I mean if you can fit all three in and if you can stomach it, that's the way I'm. That's what I'm gonna try to do. I haven't really settled on a cash lineup yet, but I'm gonna try my hardest to get Bell, McCoy, and Murray in. I mean, you can't really get much safer than those three guys, I think, I know. you know? I mean, the matchup for all three is, is just crazy good. Bell, the the Dolphins have the, the worst uh, rushing yards allowed. They're they're allowing 150 rushing yards a game to backs. Um, he's, plus, he's getting fed passes like crazy. I mean, he's like the ultimate check down right now. If ben, ben is really not. I mean, I watched the game last week. He's really not going through every read. He's looking at Antonio. Uh, or whatever the the primary read is on the on the pass play, and then he's just getting it to Bell because he knows Bell's good for 
seven, eight yards every time he does it. And then McCoy, you have the elevated tempo. The Niners are obviously uh, not very good against the run. Everybody's pretty much gashed them, and McCoy is seeing a ton of touches. So between, I, I mean, I don't know. I would probably it would it would be hard for me to leave one of those guys out in my cash lineup this week. So I think I'm just going to have to sacrifice the wide receivers and just hope that I can nail down at least some type of of production out of the the three guys under 5k and we'll get to that in a second i think um ryan you mentioned you liked some of the lower maybe not lower but like cheaper i guess guys um i'm guessing carlos Hyde's probably one of them because i think i've seen you tweet about him but is there anybody else or him that you're uh, you're targeting down in the like four or five thousand range this week yeah so Hyde was a guy who i originally like you know, Tuesday, Tuesday evening, whatever, Monday night football, um, was just kind of looking over the slate and seeing everything. And, and Hyde, I think, is a guy that stands out. The The matchup's pretty good, but I have a, I, I have a very hard time thinking that I'm smarter than Vegas because I'm not. And when when the Niners open at, at 18 and a half and they're already down a point, they're, they're at 17 and a half, they're road dogs. I, regardless of the volume, and that's the beautiful thing about Hyde is there's so many touches. We've talked about this two or three times on the podcast. So many touches inside the red zone. Um, so many touches inside the five. I, I'm kind of moving away from Hyde. And call me crazy, but I'm slowly in that same price range as a, as a pivot. Um, I think he's 200 bucks cheaper than Hyde. I'm looking at Ryan Matthews. And it's they're, they're on the road, but and they're they're also... Um, a dog, which is super, or actually, you know what? I think they, they opened as a dog. They're two and a half point favorites now. Sorry. Um, so they're, they're road favorites, but they also have a good implied team total sitting at 23 and a half points and Washington's allowing 5.3 yards per attempt and 1.5 TDs to opposing teams running backs. So I just, uh, I, I, I'm moving to Ryan Matthews over Hyde and that could, that could be my you know, horrible pivot off of Spencer Ware to TJ Yeldon week one type disaster, <laughs> or or it could not be as bad um, since he's also seeing like I think a league second seven, like second highest. I think he has seven attempts inside the five, which is which is really nice. But he's also only seeing like sixty percent of the running back touches, right? Like that's an iffy thing. Is Sproles is catching a lot of balls out of the backfield too? Right. So yep. that's that's my problem with with Ryan Matthews. But I'll take him over Hyde. So, uh, who, who was the other one? I just lost him. Sorry. Uh, so the other thing is, and I think Pat, you wrote about this. If, if Hill is out and I've seen such weird conflicting reports, like wasn't it, his arm was in a sling and then he was practicing with the first team. And like, there's all sorts of weird stuff going on there. I guess Bernard comes into play at 4,600. I mean, if he's really the only healthy back for Cleveland or for Cincinnati, you know, you might see some random guy, I don't even know who their backup is, come in and steal a goal line touchdown. But, uh, Pat, you looking at Bernard as, you know, a guy you might go to for some salary relief if you don't go with the big three? Yeah, um, he's he's the other guy that I'm tinkering with. And I think Murray would be the odd man out if that happens. I think McCoy and Bell are just in, in too, good, too good of spots. Um and I could see uh, Cleveland's also absolutely wretched through uh, allowing 
quarterbacks to dice them up. So I could see Mariota having another nice game and, and Murray kind of being left out of the end zone. So, yeah, definitely Bernard, even if he'll play. I think he is going to play. Uh, he fully practiced today, or I'm sorry, yesterday and today. So I think with two full practices under his belt, he's good to go. I don't know if they are going to limit his touches or not just because he's banged up with the with the injury. But um, the, the game script sets up well for Bernard. Uh, you would imagine that um, with the way Vegas is looking at it and just with the way the Patriots have been playing, that they're going to really take it to the Bengals. Um, Angry Tom is ready to roll. Uh, and I could see the Bengals playing from behind in the second half and Bernard getting a ton of snaps. And we, we've seen that with the Bengals. When that happens, when they're behind and they're they're playing catch-up, it's Bernard the whole way. He plays three downs. He gets all the check downs. They, yep. they look for him a ton. Um, I think it happened in week two. He had, he almost, I think he, I think he was like 10 for a hundred and a touchdown in the passing game. Um, I can't, it's escaping me who they, who they actually went up against, but I remember he was just getting peppered with targets towards the end of, uh, of the game. And he ended up scoring real late in that game. And I could see that same situation playing out for him this week. Yeah. And the Patriots are, typically pretty good against the hill type running backs they, they struggle more with the guys that can you know they're a little quicker uh, than, than hill is but yeah I, I think bernard's a good play and agree with you they're definitely gonna have to be using him more you know even if they're they're ahead they're probably gonna be want to want to push the tempo a little bit against the pat so uh yeah i think he's a good play and let's move on to pat let's start with you just because you mentioned you know you're gonna have to get interesting here at uh at wide receiver so where you mentioned Fuller, where else do you even go if you're starting low at wide receiver? Right. So if you're, I mean, if you ha, if you're going to try to get Bell, Murray, and even if you're going to try to go like Breeze, Bell, and Murray, which is or Breeze, Bell, and McCoy, three guys over seventy five hundred um, on on DraftKings, that is that's going to definitely point you in the direction of a cheap wide receiver. And I think the conversation. Uh, has maybe like five or six guys in it. And um, I think you have to look at uh, Meredith from the Bears here. Uh, I know that he he's, he's probably, it seems like it's chasing points. Um, but it, since Kevin, went on, Kevin White went on the shelf with the injury, he's been in the game for over 90% of the snaps. Last week he saw 12 targets. He's... Um, the size that you want in a wide receiver, he's 6'3", 220 pounds. He can go up and get the ball. Obviously, something's wrong with Alshon Jeffrey, whether it's an injury or they're hey, just... Hey, hey, you be nice to Alshon. Using, <laughs> using him as a... I'm not even sure what that means. Do you, are you, do you have him in like 100% of your lineups this week or what? I... I yeah, no, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> they're related, I think. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I was, I was, it was like I just called his wife a name. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> no, Alshon Al- yeah. was a guy who I targeted very heavily at the one-two turn in, in seasonal drafts. Oh, so got you. I'm got just, you. I'm hurting. But anyway, sorry, continue. Sore, sore subjects for Ryan. <laughs> Listen, you're going to be on the beach playing fantasy football in like a couple weeks. So for real. You're good. No worries about Alshon. Yeah, I have a ton of Alshon in MFL. So I have any, I looked at it the other day. I have like one team in first, second, or third out of like lots. So <laughs> yeah. I'm just forgetting about that. But yeah, I think Meredith is going to be, I mean, he's 4,100. He doesn't need nine for 130 in a touch this week. I mean, obviously that's not, that's 
pretty unreasonable. That's not going to happen. Um, but even if he goes five for 50 and a touch, that's plenty at 4K. Um, so I think Meredith is probably, and he's probably going to be real popular. So if he does go off again, you kind of want to have him. Um, but there's a bunch of other guys that I think we could we could touch on and see which which of them we would, or we could maybe even rank them, see who would we would want in our lineup. Yeah, I think we'll cover some of the cheaper guys too when we get to building our our DK lineup. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I have one question then before we get to Ryan, and I've seen this on Twitter a lot this week. Is it Golden Tate week? <laughs> is, this, <laughs> is this finally the week Golden Tate comes out out to play? He's only forty four hundred. Um, I, can you rely on him, Pat, if you're going cheap? I mean, no, but um, here's the thing, though, and this might – Theo Riddick's been ruled out. Yep. So um, there's going to be a lot more check down type passes to go around. They used him out of the backfield a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so I think that – and I mean, like, people are saying that. Like, when they said – Jim Bob Cooter came out last week and said, this week, this is Golden Tate's week, we're going to get him the ball. And they really tried. They gave him, like, some – they gave him some jet sweeps to start the game. Um, they 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 tried. They really did. And I don't know if that's a squeaky wheel thing or if uh, just like the buzz about Golden Tate not being the go-to guy on the lines anymore. Um, they kind of wanted to quell that and, and make him still feel like a priority in the offense. But uh, this week, eh, I mean, here's the thing: his price has come down. He's at eh, he's actually the receiver that whose price has dropped most he started out in the low sevens i think Mm -hmm. in week one and now he's he's at 40 yeah he's at 4400 so i mean if it comes down any lower he's still getting the targets and he's still catching like i mean i know there's games where he's caught seven passes albeit it was for like 17 yards but i mean when he's when he's i mean if he comes down any more the volume that he gets is he's gonna deserve a look but i'm i'm not sure how how valuable he'll be this week yeah, I, I can't really go there, but it's interesting though. You know, you look at where he is on that that list, and again, without looking at numbers or anything like that, it's like one of these things is not like the other. You know, he's below Chris Hogan in terms of price. He's right around Cole Beasley, Mohamed yeah. Sanu. I mean, he's a much better player than those guys, so it's it's hard to go there. And, and I don't think I can. But Ryan, is he somebody you're looking at at all? Uh, who is that? Golden Tate. Oh uh, no. He's he's not. I checked out on that one. If if I want, you guys said Golden Tate, and I immediately like if I want anyone (laughs) from there, shut down. (laughs) It's no. I'm looking to get as much Marvin Jones as I can. If uh, if that's where if I'm targeting that, I actually uh, just made. You guys were talking about. I build lineups when we do this because I like hearing your guys's input. I I obviously value it, and I I just mashed in uh, Matthew Stafford and Marvin Jones because you're on Golden Tate Um, (laughs) (laughs) in a in a Fanduel lineup. So no, I'm targeting as much Marvin Jones as, as I can from that game. All right, so Ryan, who else are you targeting at wide receiver this week? Um, I mean, obviously you have the the high end guys. Like, I think uh, get you you have a real good shot of getting Julio Jones at like two percent in some of these large tournaments. Uh, same thing with Antonio Brown at that price point. I don't think you're going to get him at two percent, but it could be low. But we need cheap guys, and for me, Jeremy Macklin is uh, sixty three hundred bucks. I touched on Alex Smith earlier, but 
it's it's uh and basically everything that I said about Mac or that I said about Smith was really for Macklin with that sixty four percent catch rate, um thirty first worth to adjusted fantasy points, uh or their schedule adjusted fantasy points from four four dot com. Team total's great and he's got a uh a, a really good um fantasy point per snap. Uh it's it's up there, so it's something that I like to target as well. And he's cheap. He's sixty three. Look, if he was seven grand, I wouldn't be talking about him. But he's sixty three hundred bucks, and that's what we need to find this week. So that's that's kind of where I'm getting a lot of exposure to Macklin. Is really just that price. And uh, Oakland's defense is horrible. Yeah, it's it's trash. It's, I, I, it's it really it, the best well, way to describe defense, defense is trash. <laughs> so no, I, I yeah, that's that's really where I'm looking for Macklin, and then. Um, I think Jarvis Landry is also 6800 bucks on on DraftKings and he actually has a very high fantasy points per snap sitting at uh 0.35. That's like Antonio Brown's fantasy points per snap is 0.32. Um Julio Jones is up there like 0.43 to give that just a little bit of context, but I think Landry is is also a, another fantastic play. He's under 7k. Um, you know, it's it's hard to find those guys this week. If you TY Hilton $7700, he's a guy who I love to target, but not going to happen in my cash game lineup on DraftKings if I'm mashing in, you know, Lev Bell and LeSean McCoy. So, yeah, exactly. I'm looking at Landry and Macklin really for those two core um, you know, higher end, I guess, you know, you can't see my air quotes, but higher end wide receivers this week. So, Pat, speaking of higher ends, you, you wrote about Allen Robinson a little bit this week. You know, it sounds like you're not going to have money for him, but if you did, is he somebody you'd look towards instead of, you know, I've seen Kelvin Benjamin as a popular popular play, or uh, you know, may, maybe Brandon Cooks is another one if people are targeting, you know, a kind of a breeze combo. Uh, so you, you think Allen Robinson's a good cash game play or more of a tourney play this week? I mean, I guess it's personal preference because I don't. I'm not going to have room for him because if I'm going higher than than Bell and McCoy, I'm definitely going to have uh, Breeze in there. I, I would uh, prefer Breeze over Allen Robinson um, just as far as lineup construction. But, I mean, he's seen a 28% market share of his targets, which is really high for from the Jags, 40% in the red zone um, through through their four games. So, yeah, definitely. And their matchup with the Bears is is cake, too. They I, I both teams play with a ton of pace. Um, both teams are, well, at least the Jags are, are really pass heavy. So I think Robinson is definitely going to have a good game. So I'll have him in a lot of tournament lineups, but I think in cash, I'm just going in a different direction. Yeah. I hear a little pat in the background. I think poor, poor little gal. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's getting a little cranky. The wife's in there trying to settle her down. Oh, but... man. My little guy's sleeping yeah, right now. Thank God. That um, gives me PTSD. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so wider who's crap who was the other one i was just gonna bring up um oh so i wish i had a crystal ball and knew what the heck baltimore was gonna do because like perryman or aiken one of them is gonna have big numbers this week and perryman's 3000 and uh aiken's 3000 as well so maybe if you're you know just taking a flyer on somebody an attorney one of those is a good option. I don't know which, um, but God, I wish I had a crystal ball and one of those guys would be a nice cash game play. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I think you could definitely look to one of those, but we don't have a crystal ball and 
when it comes to wide receivers, I want to target opportunities or I say this all the time, but I want to target targets and I don't know who's getting them in that exactly. offense. And it's not and something one's gonna, that I, one of them's going to get like eight or 10 targets too, is, is the part that kills me, I think. Um, but that offense is just kind of trash right now too. You know, when you're firing Trespin, you're in a bad spot. Yeah. I like, I only, I only have Aiken projected for uh, 6.5 points. And the the thing about that, like that, I guess that's whatever if for three K over on DraftKings. But I don't have a ceiling for him at all. He's getting like no opportunities in the red zone. He's getting well. That's not true. He's getting a little bit of opportunities in the red zone, but not nearly to the clip that I'd like him to see. And he's only got a sixteen percent market share of the the uh, target so far. So it's just like. Yeah, I, I don't know. Just not somebody that I that I really want to target on the road. Um, playing against the Giants, whose pass defense is pretty mad, but still, like you said, not something I'm looking for in cash at all. Oh wait, I back up. Sorry about that. I thought Wallace was out this weekend. He's not. Yeah, I, was, right. I, I take it back. I thought both of those guys okay. were out this weekend. My bad. I just, no lo- I just looked at Wallace. So take back anything I said about that. Even though I think Perryman could be a good tourney play. Um, Anyways, so let's move on to tight ends. Uh, I don't. I've actually struggled with where to go this week. I, I think Pat mentioned one of these guys in his article. I'm sure he'll touch on him. Um, and then we've we've talked about some kind of lower punt plays a little bit, um, both on Twitter and, and in the articles as well. So, um, Ryan, let's start with you. Is there anybody you're trying to work into your cash game lineups this week at tight end, pretty much consistently? Yeah, and and I've actually been able to do it with paying up at running back, getting both Bell, McCoy in, and then getting in, uh, you know, two of those sixty five hundred ish wide receivers. And his name's Jimmy Graham, and I at forty nine hundred bucks on DraftKings, it's it's very hard for me to get away from. Um, I even worked in Greg Olson over on Fanduel, where he's an outrageous eighty one hundred dollars, but that was not with those running backs, um, and that was more of a tournament lineup. So, uh, but I still paid up at wide receiver. So you could obviously get off some of those wideouts and go to a, a higher end running back. But Jimmy Graham for me is a guy who I'm targeting all over the place. Um, he's got two back to back hundred yard games. He's got back to back eight or more targets in, in both of those games. Um, just over the, the month, he's averaging 0.35 fantasy points per snap. And then he's got three targets, uh, inside the red zone over the past two weeks as well. So like, it's almost like Seattle remembered why they wanted Jimmy Graham. Uh, and it was to be that red zone target and just in the middle of the field, big body receiver that Russell Wilson can rely on. Um, so it's, it's definitely something that I, I, th- I think you should get Jimmy Graham into your lineups. It's, it's really that simple. That's one of those, like, Holy, holy shit, guys! Look, good things happen when right. you involve Jimmy Graham in the offense. Shocker! I never understand stuff like that. Um, Pat, so I know you've written about a guy. I think you'll probably bring up, and then there's a lower priced guy that I think is more of a tournament play. I want you to touch on a little bit too. Um, but who are you looking at at tight end this week? Right. So just to piggyback off you guys. Uh talking about steve smith not being in this week dennis pitta is definitely gonna see an increase in targets he's already third on the team in target market share right now at 16 percent, which isn't great um but with smith out and i could definitely see him getting a bump in targets and the giants are very susceptible to being beat over the middle 
Um, so I really think that he could step it up in that role. Um, is the other guy that you're going to talk about Charles Clay? No, actually, even uh, lower. But tell me about Clay first, and I'll bring up the next weird one that right. I know you did write about. Oh, okay, okay. I know what you're going to say. Um, yeah, so, I mean... I'm really struggling with Clay because I already I love McCoy and I'm really looking at the Bills defense. So playing three Bills in cash kind of makes me want to just put this money that I'm laying on the line this week, like straight into my daughter's college fund and not even play DFS this week. Um, but he's he leads the he leads the Bills in red zone targets. He's obviously almost min salary. Um, the the Niners are 23rd in uh, schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed. Uh, he obviously at 2,900, he doesn't need much like five for 40 is value there. Um, and he's had five catches in his last two games. And since Watkins is out, he's pretty, pretty much been the primary target. Um, Robert Woods, I mean, if you watched, yeah, I, well, here's the thing. Like if you watched last week, they tried to get him the ball. Like his final stat line was two for 20, but he dropped like a 60 yard touchdown pass. He had like another, um, target that he didn't catch. And if he caught it, I mean, like it, yeah, he could have got in. Yeah, right, right. He sucks. <laughs> they're trying. They're trying for him. They're trying to make him not suck, but he it's like does. Guys, he it's sucks. just not happening. So um, CJ Fedorowicz is the other guy that you're yep. talking about, right? Yep. So here's here's the thing with him. Um, Ryan Griffin has been cleared to play. Oh no! Yeah, that's the issue. So they both have been seeing like. A Where good have I been of- on news today? That's like the third time. <laughs> <laughs> they they both seen a good amount of targets in the last few weeks, and like I mean. Um, Normally, I'm not watching uh, the Texans. Um, I'll watch the Red Zone channel or whatever, so I'll see bits and pieces. But when I look back through, like, the game logs, I see, like, targeted C.J. Fedorowicz, incomplete to C.J. Fedorowicz, incomplete <laughs> to Ryan Griffin. And I'm thinking – and I know Fedorowicz was um, a pretty good tight end in college at Iowa, um, so I'm familiar with him. But uh, I never thought that he would ever make it to an NFL DFS roster for me. But the thing is – now that Griffin is at least going to be on the field, uh, I'm not. I don't feel safe with playing him, so I'll have to edit that um, in our article. I, 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 he, he still might be able to be a, a GPP play for you if you need someone that's absolutely dirt cheap. But with Ryan Griffin cleared to play, he was in the concussion protocol. With him cleared to play, um, it, I'm I'm not as as uh, happy about Fedorowicz just because I don't think that the bump in targets will be there. Oh, it's a bummer. I'm in a season long league where my uh, it's it's like a three fifty buy in or whatever. So it's one that I pay a lot of attention to. Obviously, um, right. me and my buddy co own a team, and we benched Hunter Henry last night. Listen, I did the same exact thing. I was so friggin' pissed. I have CJ Fedorowitz in my lineup right now. I picked him up and put him in and benched yep. C- and benched Hunter Henry. Same yep. exact situation. Yeah. So we well we have Eifert. So we were like, I oh, might play this week, and then. Like we we did it on like Tuesday. We were like, you know, sit Henry, put put Eifert in, and then like the news came out. I think yesterday, and we just like forgot to make the switch, thinking Henry was still in there. And we were texting last night, being like, son of a bitch, like he's just sitting on her bench. And now we're shooting. So this is why I was interested in Fedorowitz. So like he's been getting some love there, and that sucks. Griffin's out. Um, we're looking at like. Who's the guy on Cincinnati? I don't even know his oh, name. Sucks CJ, so bad. CJ Uzama. Uzama. Yeah. So we've got him in Uzuma. our tight end spot with freaking Henry sitting on the bench with like 18 points or whatever he had last night. So, anyways, that's that's why I cared about Fedorowitz this week. It's 
It's okay, guys. I got Hunter Henry in, and he he won me a seat, so we're good to go. Yeah, there <laughs> that's you true. Go. That's good karma. Good. I'm glad. I, I'm glad it helped you. Uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. No, I'm serious too. We I'm have. Not even being no, a I mean, listen. My uh, my season long league is literally pales in comparison to the ticket you just won. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I do want to touch on Charles Clay, though. I think if you're paying down, uh, I think he's in a phenomenal spot. Uh, yeah, just he has I, to I, be I, in that offense. Like, there's just yeah. no other place to go. I just think that all the bills are a little mispriced this week. Like Tyrod's yeah. fifty yep. three hundred, McCoy sixty nine hundred, Clay's twenty nine hundred. That's like the that's like seventy percent of their offense right there. Yep. And you, you can get it all for well, like less than fifteen k. Uh, that's pretty good. Um, they're, they're sitting at a twenty six and a half implied team total. Like that's right. all that needs to be said. They have like, to just score it, somehow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Gosh, watch them throw three field goals on yeah. Sunday. I'm going to be so Marquise, Marquise Goodwin's going to have two 80-yard bombs. <laughs> you might not exactly, be wrong there. The, the other thing I think is going to happen in that game is I think Torrey Smith is going to have like a, like a 293-2 line or something ridiculous yeah, like with, that. With yeah. Cap right back, yeah. <laughs> um, so the other two guys I've looked at a little bit were Ertz and Fleener. They're kind of in that like in-between range. Um, do you guys like them at all, or are you mostly just looking up towards Peta uh, or Ryan? You mentioned Graham, or then down towards Clay. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the middle range guys. Like even Bennett's at 4,500, um, Witten's at 4,200. I think if you want to go up from Graham, you can definitely look at uh, Delaney. But I I want that extra. On, on DraftKings, I want the extra 600 bucks. Um, over on FanDuel, Delaney's like 6,700, and uh, and Graham is. Oh gosh, what it? I just I literally just made a lineup with him the other day. Um, 49. Uh, no, no, Graham's 60, 16 on FanDuel. Sorry, oh, I on FanDuel. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. So so I can understand if the 200 bucks is really. You're pinching that 200 bucks, like it's the difference between getting a T.Y. Hilton or a Marvin Jones or a higher end running back, then go from Graham down to Walker. But I still think it's Graham over on Fanduel too. All right, uh, let's hit up defense and then get it to some GPP plays and do our lineup. Uh, Pat, I heard you mention Bills before; they were they're the most expensive on DraftKings at least, um, yeah. but they're kind of the no-brainer to me. I, yeah, I don't really. I mean, I mean like, how, how can you not look at them? I guess. I know, and the thing is, like, I hate to spend that much on a defense, um, but the last few weeks I have. Um, Your defense has looked good the last few weeks, too. Yeah. Oh, and mean, on the road. Like, far and above the best defense the last couple of weeks. Like, they they haven't, as far as fantasy points are concerned, they haven't scored under, like, 15 fantasy points since, yep. like, week, week two or something like that. So, I mean, yeah, they are, they're, they're killing it as far as, as scoring fantasy points. And I mean, this week the writing's on the wall. Um, the Niners are terrible. They run a ton of plays. So there's more opportunities for sacks and picks. Here's the thing. Are the bills ready for Kaepernick? You know, if it was Blaine Gabbard, I I wouldn't have one doubt. And I mean, not that, not that they just signed Joe Montana off the street, but, but Kaepernick presents different issues for them. You know, he can obviously use his legs. They're probably going to see a little bit more, of zone reads this week. Um, and so I think that it, I hope so. Cause remember when they tried to make him into like a pocket passer, right? Yeah. That's not gonna work. Especially since he's, he has like a dead arm. Uh, they were saying over the summer, like he, he, like they gave him like a ton of time off cause his arm was like dead from 
slinging fastballs all over the place. And so I think, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the bill, if this is like a, a down week for the bills D, but I really don't see anything else that like I love as far as defense, like nothing else. I, I, Every I, I don't even find anything I like. I mean, I know I, that's what I mean. Every situation is just like not good. I don't know. I, I see Tennessee. I guess uh, you know at home and is it is it Charlie Whitehurst this week again? I'm late on news. I guess. Uh, no, I think uh, Kessler's back. Kessler's White, back. Whitehurst actually isn't even an employed quarterback right oh, now. Oh, they cut him. Jesus, yeah. man, <laughs> just cut me at this point. Um, <laughs> Lions, I suppose, at home against Case Keenum for three thousand. I don't, you know, I don't know about that. Um, And I think it goes to what Ryan said. If if you are like super excited about what the extra five or six hundred dollars gets you, then go for it. But I mean, if you if you're just if you're just moving down at defense because you're supposed to move down at defense and it's not making your lineup any better, then. I don't know if it's worth it. I mean, to be honest with you, if I don't take the Bills, I almost look at, at defense and I'm like, shit, I'll just go down to, like, the Bears and hope Bortles throws a couple picks at 2,300. Like, because I don't care about anything in between. I know that's insane. That's, um, that's but, actually the defense that I have plugged in in a lot of different there we places. Go. He's, he's fifth worst in, in, in turning the ball over right now. So I'm totally... Fine. I wish the that Jacksonville's team total was a little lower. They're at twenty two and a half. I like to target under twenty for my defenses, but it's just a it's a funky week where I think I'm fine crossing my fingers on a pick six um, from Bortles. So we'll see though. But yeah, just a touch on the Bears there. Yeah, I mean that's the other thing. It's like you look at some of the other defenses. You know, even close to them at in twenty three hundred. It's like you know bargain basement. Um, Carolina on the road, no thanks. Atlanta on the road. Uh, Miami at home. Oakland at home, no thanks. They suck. Um, I think the the best bet under 3K might be the Ravens at 2,600. Yep. At the Giants. Yeah, and you yeah. hope for bad Eli, I suppose. Agreed. Sure. Right, yeah. Um, but that's a, that's a road game, and you never know. I mean, they, the Giants have a ton of offensive talent that can right. explode yeah. at any time, yep. you know? You know, you know who's a little sneaky. Also on the road, though, I think is L.A. against Stafford. Yeah, like just putting it out there. They're good. You're trying to get exposure. Yeah, just putting it out there. I mean, maybe the maybe the Giants at home, and you hope for Flacco to do some dumb shit. But yeah, Yeah. I I don't know, man. Defense is weird this week. I feel like Bills are going to just be like sixty percent owned or something absurd like that. Obviously not. Um, All right, let's talk about a few GPP plays. Let's just go back to quarterback, and then we'll just go rattle off a few at each. Uh, I think a guy you mentioned a couple minutes ago, Pat, is, is a good look at QB and GPPs is uh, Tyrod Taylor. I, I don't, I haven't seen him, you know, highly mentioned this week. Uh, you think he's sort of off the map enough to to go with it uh, in a few tourneys? Yeah, it's always smart to move on to the other part of the offense when one part of the offense is being heavily touted and heavily owned. So we know that Shady McCoy will probably be the highest owned running back of the week with Le'Veon Bell. So that means that uh, it, just by virtue of the way people are going to construct their rosters, they're not going to have much Tyrod Taylor yep. um, unless they're stacking the two of them together, which is a fine play. Um but yeah, and I think I think a Bills stack is a really good idea this week, just because what we touched on before, they're so underpriced that, I mean, McCoy, Tyrod, and Clay, 
can smash value and really not even have like amazing games. So I think that's Tyrod can definitely do it. I mean, the only thing that like, that is is worrisome is he doesn't have uh, Sammy Watkins anymore. So right. that kind of limits the the big playability. But there is Marquise Goodwin. He's basically <laughs> he's, he's basically Usain Bolt in in shoulder pads. Yep. So. Uh, he sometimes he busts loose for for an eighty yarder. Um, when he hangs but yeah, to it. Um, yeah, another guy you mentioned I thought was interesting. And again, I haven't seen him mentioned all that much. Is uh, Mariota at sixty one hundred against a horrible Cleveland defense? What do you think yes. about him this week? Same spot, same spot. Like, like um, so, basically pivoting off Murray because a lot of people are going to be on Murray. The the Browns are just they're bad. They're they're barely an NFL defense at this point. And I mean, last week was Mariota week when no one really expected it. He ran one in. He and after me being on him for the first three weeks, and he was okay yeah. for the first two, but then so he, frustrating. he took a big dump in week three and uh, kind of screwed me. But I really didn't expect him to to go into Miami and throw for a few and rush for one and put up like 37 fantasy points or whatever it was. But, um, I did have like one or two lineups cause I always, Mariota is the kind of guy that you always have one or two lineups. I really didn't have the pieces around him for it to catch real well. So that kind of aggravated me, but yeah, this week, same spot. I mean, he's, he's cheaper at home favorites going to smash the Browns most likely. Um, and if things go, a little awry and he scrambles and scores a touchdown instead of Murray getting the touchdown on, on the goal line, et cetera, then you're in a good spot. All right, Ryan, you got anybody else up your sleeve for us this week? Um, I touched on Alex Smith, obviously Cam and Breeze are, I think honestly the like a cut above everyone when it comes to GPP this week, but nobody's talking about Andy Dalton. So I think he's, um, not necessarily a lock for for like 15 points, but I, I really think that that's kind of his floor. But he's got a really high ceiling. I think I think he, he legit has like a 33, 34-point ceiling, um, which is, is not up there with guys like Brady and Ben and Breeze, but look at the difference in the price. So, Well, yeah, I mean, I, if they go down, he's going to be throwing it. Right. Like think about Ryan Tannehill in week, what was it, two? When, right, you know, he put up like three hundred something yards and all in garbage time. But hey, don't matter. <laughs> points are points. Uh, all right, let's go to running back. And uh, Ryan, let's start with you this time. Anybody kind of off the radar you're looking at running back this week? I, not. In, I mean, Sproles is a guy who I own everywhere just because I'm so high on Ryan Matthews. So and like cash, I have Matthews, and then I I have a, probably too much Giovanni Bernard and Darren Sproles in tournaments just because it's allowing me to spend my money elsewhere. Um, so Darren Sproles is, is definitely a guy that I'm targeting. And then I think Lamar Miller uh, is not, I think, I think he's being talked about, but I don't see him being talked about the way that these other guys are. I think Lamar Miller is actually a fine cash game play um, on, on DraftKings where he's 6,600 bucks. It's just, it's hard because McCoy's like right above him. Yep. And that's, that's why I think Miller's like totally fine. He's just a really good pivot. Uh, he just can't find the damn end zone. And that, that has to happen. Like it has to happen at some point. If it, if it doesn't, I'll, I'll, I don't, I'll quit like whatever. And, yeah. uh, and I think it, 
Yeah, exactly. I think it might. I think it might come against Indy. So I think Lamar Miller is one of my favorite uh, tournament plays. Yeah, I like that. Pat, you got anybody else you're looking at? Yeah, I definitely like Lamar Miller. And just to add real quick, you mentioned before, Chris and Michael's in a good spot, especially if the weather doesn't mm-hmm. look good. They'll definitely keep the ball on the ground. They're not going to try to, you know how Pete Carroll is, he's not going to try to get extra fancy. He'll just beat you with, with whatever way he wants, uh, whatever way works best. So Michael's seeing 73% of the snaps right now. He's blowing every other running back out of the water in terms of touches and red zone touches and the game script there and implied total is nice. They're, they're almost a touchdown favorite. He's um, finally a hall of famer. Yeah. I mean, th- <laughs> this week will do it. This week will definitely get him the jacket. If he, if he could put together like a hundred yards. And there a touch. we go. Yeah. All right. Uh, Pat, let's stick with you. Wide receiver. Anybody? I mean, we, I feel like we've gone through a bunch of these guys, but uh, anybody we haven't mentioned that you're looking at at wide receiver this week? Yeah, I just want to touch a little bit more on Fuller because he's definitely going to be yeah. probably my most owned. Um, I really hope that he avoids Vontae Davis this week. I'm not in the mind of the defensive coordinator of the Colts, so I don't know. There's been talk. I mean, I see Hopkins is going to draw Davis. Davis isn't going to shadow anybody. They're going to put Davis on Fuller because he's been more of a threat to opposing defenses. So... Um, I think you're just going to have to take the chance that either Davis just stays on one side of the field or he doesn't follow Fuller. And even still, he's a little nicked up, so he's not at 100%. He's not at 100% shutdown right now, but it's a great spot for Fuller, um, especially in tournaments because of the type of targets he's getting. He's seen 17 targets of 20-plus yards. Um, he's he's um, growing Drew Brees-like road splits also. If you take a look at his game log, his two – uh, away games, he's averaged like four fantasy points, and then his three home games to this point, he's like over twenty. So he likes he likes uh, Houston. He likes being in the confines of Reliant Stadium, uh, and the Colts are pretty putrid aside from uh, Vontae Davis in the secondary. So he could definitely burn them deep. And last week, he only caught one ball for four yards, which is. The nicest part about it, some the recency bias will keep his ownership down. So I really like Fuller in tournaments. The only problem with that is, for me, I don't like Osweiler in tournaments. <laughs> so he's, he's going to, yeah. I know, right? So so like, I mean, if Fuller cat, if Fuller goes for Fuller can go for like six for 120 and a touchdown, and that's awesome. Um, but then like Osweiler is going to be like Osweiler is going to have like 200 yards and only one touchdown. So like, he's going to have 80 yards on top of that. So if I, when I do have fuller, um, I'm probably in most lineups, I'm, I'm going to have him as a singular piece or as, Oh, an, an opposing receiver to Andrew Luck and T Y Hilton stacks, which is probably where I'm going to have the most of my shares with. I feel like it's going to be another crazy uh, Eddie Royal week after everyone's like, Meredith's going to have a big game. And right, you know, people yeah. were on Royal last week. Um, just just kind of the karma of it. Ryan is – oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, Royal does this to us every every, every, every year. Every yeah, the, fr- year. the first month of every year he's got four touchdowns and mm-hmm. 100 catches, and then he just disappears. It's it's just like it's uncanny. It's, yeah, it's just uncanny. Uh, Ryan, who else you got at wide receiver? And please don't freaking say Tavon Austin. 
Uh, wow, I'm surprised we haven't even talked about him on this part. But that's got to be a sign to, for me to yank him everywhere. Anyways, AJ Green uh, is to to go right up there with Dalton. Like I think we've talked about a lot of the cheap guys. So sorry for bringing up I guess expensive obvious guys, but AJ Green's a guy who I'm looking at targeting. He's seeing close to two red zone opportunities um, a game, and then what's what's really nice is he's seeing a, a high amount of red zone opportunities inside the five. Uh, so that's always nice, just getting those fades to the back of the end zone. So once again, talking about ceiling, like really uh, floors, I guess, are important in tournaments, but let's be real. If you're firing three lineups and a three entry max on, you know, with a hundred thousand other people, like you really care about a 10 point floor from someone. No, you're really looking at like a 30 point ceiling from AJ green. But the nice thing is that AJ green also brings along that, you know, 13, 14 point floor, um, with him as well. So he's not going to murder you if, if for whatever reason, the rest of your lineup does go off. So I'll take green, uh, in new England to, to pair up with Dalton and then, with with no Marvin Jones, it's the T.Y. Hilton show, and in, in, uh, this game's in Houston. But you know, for Indianapolis, I, th- I think that T.Y. Hilton at seventy seven hundred dollars is is a guy that you should be mashing in your lineups um, over on DraftKings. Yeah, you've been texting me about him since like Tuesday or something like that. So <laughs> I can attest, Ryan has been on Hilton for a few days now. Yeah, um, he's, the, he's the only receiver in the league that has seen ten targets in every game thus far. Oh, there you go. Well, and, and speaking of Tavon Austin, I'll just touch on him real quick because I definitely wrote him up this week. Uh, I actually wouldn't uh, – he's actually one of the guys I'm looking at in in cash. Believe so am I. Yes. It's 3,900. With I know. That's it's the hard thing. Not to. He's, he's so definitely gross. more involved now in the offense. Um, Brian yeah, Quick might, might not play. And obviously Austin plays a ton in the slot, so he's going to – avoid Darius Slay for the most part, and he's going to see Quandre Diggs, who basically grades out as like a high school defensive back. (laughs) So, I mean, it's a really good spot for him, Um, and especially if we think the the Rams D is banged up, and if the Lions put as many points on them as we think, then Austin is definitely going to have a shot to kind of play catch up in the second half with Keenum. And he gets he gets like four or five carries a week too, and that'll add like three or four points to the floor too. I have zero stats to support this, I'll admit, but I feel like he's one of those players that plays better on AstroTurf, and they'll be on AstroTurf. So, <laughs> right. You know, it's like it's just faster, and he's a quicker, faster, you know, quick, quick yeah. guy. I'm sure somebody will disprove that with stats, but I I feel like that's the case. Um, it's like one of those things I think I know, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, all right, let's uh, let's skip defense in, in terms of tournament plays because right, yeah. we've kind of beaten that dead horse. Um, all right, let's build a cash lineup just like we always do. Mm-hmm. Um, Pat, we'll start with you, and I, I forget exactly whether we did this every week, but let's just do it where you can start at whatever position you want, and right, uh, we'll just go one by one. Okay. Sounds good. Bueno. So I am going to put in... Uh, we'll start with Levy and Bell it's because he's obviously going to be in. It, I mean, <laughs> I, it's funny because not to sidetrack here, but when I, when I enter like like a 300 man 50, 50, um, I'll take a look at it 
go through other people's lineups, like, and I'll see like, ah, oh, Le'Veon Bell's eighty percent owned. I wonder who the twenty percent. Like, I want to see. I want to see what type of lineups they put together. <laughs> they, they they don't have Le'Veon Bell in their lineup, and I mean, you, you could tell it's just the people that aren't familiar with with how it works yet. Um, you'll see like a, a Chris Conley and like a Dexter McCl- <laughs> a Dexter McCluster in those That's lineups, and it's like, what are you? T- oh boy. <laughs> All right, so we got Bell locked in, and uh, just because I, I think I forgot to say this, this is for DraftKings for anybody that was confused um, and still listening because we're an hour in. Thank you for still listening. Uh, Ryan, who else you got besides Bell, or who do you want to put in, I should say, besides Bell? I'll save some money. We can go with Alex Smith at the quarterback spot. All right. And that, that'll let people move down to a guy like Tyrod or um, up to a guy like Hoyer. What's Hoyer, 58? Uh, I even like Dak this week. Yeah, really. Yeah, I mean, I think here's the thing: they play slow, um, but I think that the Packers are going to be able to to score on them this week. So I just and the Packers are a quote unquote uh, buzzword funnel defense. Like they're literally like allowing like 40 yards on the ground. So I don't think Zeke is going to be as effective. And I think that. Um, just being playing from behind and not having an effective run game is going to force force Dak to the okay. air a little bit more this week. So, so one thing that we haven't done on this podcast, which I'm always a big fan of doing, is just like like side bets or uh, whatever oh, yeah, you want to call them. Do you mm-hmm. do you want to give me uh, yeah. any one of those quarterbacks over Dak? Uh, yeah, like, sure. Will you give me Cam Newton take... over? If I take Cam Newton, will you give me him over Dak? I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, what the hell I'm kind of bet is that? Yeah, in our second right, bet, go. I'll take Bell <laughs> over uh, Bilal Powell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell kind of bet is that, Ryan? God, I was just messing. Um, no, but like, will you give me, you give me yeah, Smith? I'll give you anybody. Smith. I'll give you anybody under sixty, under sixty-two hundred for for Dak. Anybody under oh Stafford is sixty two hundred. I was about to go. Um, all right, that's fine. I'll take uh, I'll take Smith, and you take Dak. Okay. Yeah, right. sweet, fun. What are the what are the um... his ticket to the Bahamas? <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, the stakes. <laughs> I meant to say yeah. All right, there we go. No, that's that's good. No, we can. I think we can. Uh, I don't. Know, we can just keep like a running tally, and then at the end of the season, That's we'll good. see who has the better tally. We can like I don't. You all just want to put like I don't know twenty, thirty, forty, fifty bucks. I don't. Whatever. We'll figure Sounds out good. something. But yeah, yeah, yeah we'll Sounds figure good. out something. I'm in. Cool. Um, all right. So I want I want to in on this one too. Uh, so we're we're under sixty two hundred. All right. So give me. Mariota, and yeah, then that's that's what's got to be right. All right. Yeah. So, so Smith, Mariota, and uh, and Dak. All right. I like it. Okay, so we have Alex Smith. And you know what, Ryan? I, I feel like Smith might actually be a good tourney play, too. I don't know if – like, I haven't seen him all that talked about, and I've seen Hoyer kind of as the guy. So maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like Smith is just one of those guys people stay away from a lot just because of who he is, I guess. Yeah, just because I think people don't see him as a high-ceiling guy. Yeah, and right. He definitely has one, though, because, I mean, even look at week one, he put up 30-plus – yeah, fancy points when them uh, sneaky legs, man. Yeah, that's the other thing. He can <laughs> small he can hands. Off, <laughs> he could rip off a thirty-yard run, uh, no problem. Yeah, and I saw a stat. I think it was yesterday, whatever day it was on on Twitter. It was, he's something like, and this is Ryan's like favorite BVP in baseball stat. Um, he's he's got something like nineteen touchdowns and four picks against the Raiders in his last like six games against them. So, um, you know, take it for what it's worth because it's just right. like. 
player versus team stuff, but I feel like yeah. in inner division you can kind of give it a little bit of weight. Yeah. Well, yeah, especially when when you look at the second game versus the division two quarterbacks always struggle, and this is only the first game. So, like, I'm totally fine with Smith here, and then. KC murders teams, or not Kansas City, but um, Andy Reid murders teams coming coming off of uh, their buy. So like, yeah, I mean, true. everyone knows That's that. True. But yeah, yeah. listen, the, some people take those stats way too far. Like, I, I, not anymore, but I used to uh, just bet um, Vegas, you know, like with a bookie a lot, and like I would be looking up trends, and like they would come out with like the Raiders since since 1970. The Raiders have beaten the Chiefs. 12 times on October 13th. <laughs> oh, God. You know what I mean? Like those crazy, okay. like, crazy. When they wear, the when they wear throwbacks on Thursday night games. Yeah. Like, exactly. yeah. like sometimes the trends are just out of control. Uh, that's, that is, that's what I that's call making patterns BGP. out of clouds. Yeah. yeah. I mean, exactly. exactly. So, all right. Anyways, uh, let's move on. So we've got Alex Smith and Bell at running back, or Alex Smith at quarterback and Bell at running back. Uh, I know we're going to need to save some money, so I'm just going to lock in Charles Clay, tight end. Sorry, Ryan, I know you like Graham. Um, no, but you, let's just lock him in there. Patrick, back to you. All right. Um, so we have Clay, Bell, Alex Smith. Um, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing at some point we would have got Shady in there, but I'll just put him in now. So you, Might McCoy, as well. for, yeah, McCoy for the second running back spot. All right. So I think I mean, this is right now. This this start to this lineup is great, but wait till you see when we have to try to pick these, these wide receivers, freaking pass catchers. It's going to be so hard. I've I've been trying since Wednesday. It's brutal. Like, you I'm know, so pumped for uh, you know, DraftKings. If you don't on DraftKings, if you don't um, finish the lineup, you could still save it, and then the next time you open up to create a lineup, those guys will be yeah. there. Yeah. I've opened up a blank three wide receiver spot <laughs> for the last four days. Yeah. For the last four days, and I can't do anything with that. Yeah, I've been doing that since Monday too. Um, here's here's the other thing, and I don't want to touch them obviously because because what we're doing. But um, I feel like Woods, you know, is the sort of like what, what's the term like post hype sleeper this week, right? You know, coming off of yeah. last week when he was the big cash game guy at thirty nine hundred, and his price is up three hundred now. Um, so maybe I'm saying he's more of a tourney play, but I feel like Woods is another guy. If you're going cheap, that at least has to be on your radar. Yeah, Anyways, I, definitely. I mean, I alluded to it earlier. He's seeing the targets. Like if he and the pass that he didn't catch, the 60 yard pass that he didn't catch was very catchable. I don't know if they ruled it a drop, but I mean, like I'd say like half the time he's converting that into a touchdown. Yeah. If that happens, if he has like an extra 13 fantasy points last week, he's probably one of the most highest owned guys under 4,500 this week. Yeah, know? exactly. Right. Yeah. He's still like what people won't see unless they look at, he still saw six targets last week. So it's not like his targets weren't there. So I, I think he's perfect for a week like this week, but I'll let you guys make that decision. <laughs> or wait, is it my well, turn? Well, no. Yeah, we, we can't put him in this lineup anyways. We have McCoy and Clay, so that would be just Whatever. insane. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, your turn, Ryan. All right. So we've I'll, got Smith, Bell, McCoy, and Charles Clay. I'll spend more of our money, and I'll take Jeremy McClinn at uh, $6,300. we going to make things tough now. Bastard. Nah, we got this. Because um, we spent down on tight end, so we're fine. We did. All right. So so we're at uh, two wide receiver spots left, one flex, and 
defense, yeah. and we've got $20,300 left. Um, I am going to be a dick and put DeMarco Murray at our flex. Oh, wow. That, I think that it's makes okay, it though. real hard. I think it's okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's fine. So, there's, there's so go ahead. I'm gonna, I'm gonna slide in the Bills defense just so we know what we're working with that. All right, it? cool. All so right, we have so, forty-four fifty left mm-hmm. for two spots. All right. Well, Meredith is, is going in for me at wide receiver at forty-one hundred, so forty-eight hundred right. for the last wide receiver spot. And here's where you have to like make the decision of are you gonna leave money on the table because, like our top our top options here are like Hearns. And and coats like if we're gonna if we're gonna use every dollar you know and I think coats is fine like he totally he was full participant so for what it's worth I think coats is totally a fine cash game play again this week uh, just put just put it out there questionable return to limited practice Friday uh, I lied he was limited today let's reverse yeah. it he wasn't so the only thing that worried me was he had a, like a cast on his hand earlier cast, in the week right. but I don't, I, hand hand laceration for a receiver is worrisome. But yeah, I, I mean, he's got he's got upside. That's for sure. Here's the thing, though. Like, on I mean, it's hard to make one on Friday night. On uh, Sunday at at 11:30, if he's active and they're saying that he's a full go, he's not going to see any type of snap decrease or whatever. Then then it gets a little bit easier to put him in there. But right now, I don't know. Yeah, and then so uh, Hearns is interesting too to me at least because. He, he actually gets a good amount of looks in that offense. I mean, he's got five, ten, eight, four targets in his four games this year, and obviously he's coming off the lowest total of right. that, but he's also coming off his first TD game. Yeah. Um, that was also a London shit fest. So. Oh, my God, yeah. Yes, it sure was a shit fest. Um, so, you know, in cash games for 4,700, and it's it's what we have left, uh, he's, he's averaging double-digit points and uh, – yeah, ten point nine per game. So, you know, I think he's pretty safe. Uh, but to your point, Pat, you know, then you start looking at like, I guess Beasley. You know, like you right. said, the Packers kind of funnel stuff to the middle of the field. Uh, Woods, <laughs> Tavon Austin. Um, so if we if we put Tavon in, which I think that's not a bad play, I think he's going to see the requisite volume needed mm-hmm. to, to pay off where, I mean, we have 900 left. Now, hear me out here, Rye. With oh, $900, with, like with, with $900, we can go up to Marvin. Yeah, totally, totally fine with that. And that's more of like a 50-50 lineup because there's not a ton of correlation. You're just looking for a floor. Yeah. Okay, so that's perfect. That's, that's a good yep. point, way to end this. So, like, if you're in a 50-50 lineup, you can go... Smith, Bell, McCoy, Marvin Jones, Tavon, Meredith, Clay, DeMarco, Bills. And that's that's a solid 50-50 lineup. Even if you get, like, you know, minimal output from Austin, Meredith, and Clay, I mean, you should have enough of a floor there. Um, if you do head-to-head, you can say Smith, Bell, McCoy, Macklin, uh, Meredith, Clay, DeMarco, Bills, and then you can... You know, you could yeah, still you go play with Tavon. That last yeah, you could go with Tavon if you wanted, um, or you could go to you know, like we said, Hearns or somebody like that. So, so yeah, let's uh, let's say we're doing fifty fifty and lock in Jones, and that's we zeroed it out, which which is always feels nice, right? Um, yeah, that's probably going to be actually my fifty fifty lineup, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> doing everybody I, else, I like it, <laughs> right? Yeah, and, I mean that's fine. 
as long as we're not as long as we're not in the 50th percentile and we split the twenty dollar winnings like nine ninety seven yeah. each yeah. way for real um yeah and then oh, i think most people will probably go up to hoyer at quarterback just judging from what i've seen and yeah. then i actually i don't know because then you'd have to go down somewhere i don't know where see but. i think i think this week quarterback like there's not one guy that's going to be a t- uh, really high owned um probably Breeze, I, I imagine breeze will be probably the highest just because people like safety at qb um but uh, yeah like i mean you have hoyer you have alex smith you even have um like we said you have dak mariota I mean, I even like Stafford and then Ben and Brady. I mean, there's just so many guys, so many quarterbacks that basically if I could just not start a receiver this week, I could make so many lineups. <laughs> for, for what it's worth, it's really easy to triple stack with Kansas City with the same core. You just have to get off the um, – uh, what defense did we do? The Bills? Bills. You just get off the Bills and you can go Smith, Macklin, and Charles – uh, if you get off DeMarco Murray and then you can go up to like T.Y. Hilton, who's a guy I really like, if you want to kind of play around with this with like a yeah. All right, I think triple you, I think Kelsey and Charles are the same price too, so you could even get yeah. Kelsey. I was there. just going to say, can you can you go up from Charles to Kelsey? Let's see if that works. I think Charles is more expensive. Or not so, for, I'm sorry, I meant Charles. Oh, uh, Clay. My bad. Oh, yeah, Charles yeah. Clay. I, sh- I yeah. should have said Clay, sorry. Um, so if I do Macklin, oh, it's not and then who did we say? Def- oh yeah, so that gives you twenty five. Yeah, you just have defense. to get off the bills. So that's not bad. Yeah, you can have Smith, Bell, McCoy, Austin, Macklin, mm-hmm. Meredith, Kelsey, Murray, and then you know whatever defense at under twenty five hundred. That's not bad either. I'm I'm super high in Kansas City this week there. So hopefully y'all don't burn <laughs> your money with me with uh, you know if they go down. But I, yeah, I really do like KC this week. The Kool Aid man. <laughs> All right, boys. It's always a pleasure talking to you both, and uh, I hope I hope that fifty fifty lineup does well. And <laughs> and Ryan, stop winning everything. Save some for the rest of us. Seriously, yeah. I'm I'm still chasing them, so maybe we could carpool to the Bahamas if that's even possible. Hey, I'm so down. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. <laughs> All right. As All right. always, you can follow Pat at Pat James DFS, and then Mr. Hodge at Ryan Hodge. Gentlemen, I'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. Take care. See ya. Charge a two-bar transaction fee Makes my payment short My rent comes back to me Minus a $25 penalty So you fee me Cause of your motherfucking fee Read the word on my ATM Said so we're all motherfuckers And we're fucking with this shit Come on Too so many motherfuckers Fucking with my shit My transaction yes. shit Too many motherfuckers Fucking with my shit My weekly statement shit Too many motherfuckers Fucking with my shit
with my balance shit. How many motherfuckers? The motherfucker runs a racist fucking grocery. The motherfucker won't sell an apple to a kiwi. The shit's gonna get vicious and malicious. Cut the crutches. I need my red delicious. The kiwi that my money isn't back. We're gonna die some motherfucker like a motherfucker fruit salad. Granny Smith up and avocado. Mango. And pop an apple in his ass, yeah. Too many motherfuckers, I can do my shit. I'm gonna juice the motherfuckers. Too many motherfuckers, I can do my shit. He's gonna wake up in a smoothie. Too many motherfuckers, I can do my Everybody, come on. Yeah. Too many motherfuckers, I can do my shit.